before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Transfer portal. I know we just talked a little bit about what the transfer portal could become, but let's talk about what it is right now. And right now, Tyler Van Dyke off to Wisconsin. Is that 2021 Tyler Van Dyke in there somewhere? 300 yards passing that year, or he averaged 300 yards passing, I should say. He had 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. Phil Longo, Luke Fickle, two very good coaches. They'll throw the ball a lot up there in Madison, Wisconsin. I like the fit. They, uh, Of course, they had uh, Tanner Mordecai, who was up there to the SMU transfer. He didn't work out mostly because of injuries, but the guy you're bringing in has struggled with injuries in the past. Do you think that this is a potential marriage that could work out for the better in Wisconsin? I have always viewed Wisconsin as an offense that can be run by a guy that doesn't have to be a a, a first-round NFL talent. And because I'm going to be honest with you uh, in regards to what Van Dyke is, he he is not a top-of-the-draft guy. And I'm not trying to be harsh. I think I'm trying to be realistic. I think there's a lot of guys running programs who are not top-of-the-draft guys. Look, I'm a Florida Gator fan. Uh, Graham Mertz came from up that way. He's not a top-of-the-draft guy. but he's a guy that left that system and had success elsewhere. I, I think it is fair. And look, maybe I'm a little bit too old school back to uh, the Wisconsin of five years ago, 10 years ago with the dominant run games and and, and what they did uh, outside with the quarterbacks. But I, I think you can get away without having that Wisconsin quarterback try to do too much. Um, and I think that's ultimately, in my opinion, what caught up. With Tyler Van Dyke, I, I think Miami, the expectations got heavy and they asked him to do too much. Um, and, and he's not a guy that's going to make some of those throws and, and it cost them on offense. And, and so um, I think if you settle it down and simplify what you're asking him to do, I, I do think he can have success there. I do think it's a good fit. But 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 look, even in a 12 team playoff, I think I'm being fair with what the Big Ten is going to be. I like Luke Fickle. I'm not expecting Tyler Van Dyke to go up to Wisconsin, go up into Madison, and turn this team into a playoff team. I don't think they're a top 15 program right now. And so I want to keep these expectations realistic on most of these transfers. I think we're going to see a lot of guys maneuver around. And we'll talk about one in just a moment who who does move to a program that probably is a top 15 program and does have that pressure. I don't put that pressure on Tyler Van Dyke to, to, to get this team to, I mean, nine and three, maybe gets you uh, the 10, 11, 12 seed, but 10 and two probably gets you in that discussion. I don't think that's realistic, but, but can you get to a bowl game, kind of re-solidify the program, that sort of thing, maybe get your head coach a, a, a boost uh, as he starts to try and build a program in what will be his second year. I, I do think Tyler Van Dyke can do that. I, I think he's a good solid college quarterback but being realistic i don't think he's going to chew up draft boards because of going to wisconsin i will say though you you said he's not a top of the draft kind of guy following that 2021 season he was considered a top of the draft kind of guy has a lot of the intangibles he has the arm strength he has the physical size it's just sometimes the decision making was lacking uh sometimes and then he got hurt and i think that at the end of the day, whenever that kind of thing sort of piles on, it doesn't, it, it kind of mars your image a little bit. And I think he of most of these guys that I've seen enter the portal, he was one guy who I think needed it the most, if you will. 
He needed to get out of Miami. He needed to hit a reset button. I think he can do a really good job up there in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm excited to see what Phil Longo can do with him. I th- And I think you you nailed it. We saw this with DJ Uyengalele last year. Sometimes you just need to hit the reset button. Sometimes you just need to go somewhere where expectations aren't quite so high. Yeah. And I understand Madison, Wisconsin. They play good football up there in Madison. Uh, they've had some really good players come through that 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 program. Uh, I mean, look, you said with you, the, you with old the school Jonathan programs. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor just came through there. He was yeah. the most recent one. And everyone knows that Jonathan Taylor was a, a freak at the college level. He was awesome. And he's a freak at the, at the professional level as well. Um, and that's what they've been known for. But I think I, I think Tyler Van Dyke could be a good fit from there. Yeah, I, I think you you banged it on the head with the change of scenery. It does do him good. Um, but But with the incoming programs, you are at best probably the fifth best program in the conference probably not even that high um and, and so right there with a washington i don't know i don't know if they're a, they're above an oregon all time i'd say i'm not talking about all time i'm talking about like like right, right now, now sure. right yeah, where, where they're trending right now no i'm not talking about That's historically fine. where you're trending right now michigan ohio state oregon washington uh and maybe they're in that UCLA type of area yeah, at I the moment, a, but they're a good team. They're a good yeah, yeah. program. They are. And I think Luke fickle in year two is really, he needed a dude who he can kind of hitch his wagon. Do. Yeah. And I think Tyler Van Dyke is at the very least a, a, a good option for yeah. it. We'll see if he's a great option. I think right. if he plays to his peak, we could be talking about Tyler Van Dyke in a much different light this time next year. Uh, it remains to be seen if he can play a full health, full season healthy. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing for him. But one guy who called his new his new destination a quote dream come true, Riley Leonard leaves the Duke Blue Devils and moves up to South Bend, Indiana, to go play for Notre Dame. I think this is a match made in heaven. I love it. It's his final season of eligibility at the collegiate level. We saw what he was able to do at Duke. He he got the Blue Devils up to their highest ever AP ranking in program history after an upset win over Clemson and. Look, at the end of the day, if this guy doesn't aggravate an ankle injury, we could be looking at this Duke team as a program that could have been playing in an ACC championship game. And and that does not seem so far-fetched. The defense at one point just sort of fell off. Um, You had the rushing attack. You had the quarterback. He has the athleticism that I think was really lacking at that position this year. Sam Hartman's a good player. He's moving on to the NFL. He's opting out of the bowl game. Uh, He's going to go prepare for the NFL draft. He's got arm talent. The athleticism is not exactly there. Um, Riley Leonard is the antithesis of that. He has that athleticism. He can get out in space and run and do a lot of things with the football. He can throw the ball, and he's intelligent enough to make good decisions with the ball. I think this could be a potential slam dunk for Riley Leonard. I thought he was the best quarterback in the portal, um, or at least one of the very best. He's, he's right up there at the top. I think he actually finishes the number two player in the portal behind Cam or behind Dante Moore, I think. But I, I can I can talk rankings all day. I think the fit is good. The fit is what matters the most. Yeah, th- this was one that seemed kind of destined pretty early, uh, well before he actually announced it. And look, uh, you look at what Sam Hartman was able to do in there. I-, I think Sam Hartman is extremely talented with his arm, but as you mentioned, a little bit more limited than Riley Leonard is athletically and getting outside the pocket and extending and making plays, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be very interesting um, but, but this is a guy who steps in similar to how Sam Hartman stepped in. Um, and you've got to get into the top 12. Uh, that's what you bring Riley Leonard into this program to do. 
uh, win big games and find yourself at the end of the year in the college football playoffs. And <clears throat> is that a realistic goal for him and for Marcus Freeman in year three? Uh, year three, I, I think it has to be. I think based on where the program was um, this year, and even some of the games that they lost, that that they we felt they should have been better at, a uh, better in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much can Riley Leonard uh, adjust and change that? I, I do have some questions about Riley Leonard. Uh, there's no doubt Duke was better without him, or excuse me, with him. I apologize. There's no doubt that Duke was a better team with him. Uh, I do have questions about his arm. Uh, I, I thought he relied quite a lot on his um, athleticism and legs to make plays. And, and you probably need that to be part of your game, but not the mm. initial aspect of your game. So, um, not saying he can't throw. I fully believe he can. Um, but sometimes you need a mentality change of trust your line, stay in the pocket, make the throw, stuff like that. And, and I think if he can get that through his head, along with Marcus Freeman, because it takes two to tangle, right? Marcus Freeman's then got to make sure the offense is suited for a now more athletic quarterback and let him make plays with the legs and call some quarterback runs, et cetera, et cetera. I think if they can kind of meet in the middle uh, on both of them, this this can be the offense that we thought it could be because it kind of became extremely reliant on Audric Estime this yeah. season. It, it kind of became very reliant on can we run the ball? If we can't, we might be in trouble. I, I think that's the difference that Riley Leonard gives is one, you're not just reliant on a quarterback or excuse me, a running back in the run game. You bring him in there and, and it changes how defenses have to play against you. Uh, but also just forgetting the run game entirely. Can you move the ball through the air consistently? If he can do that and add on quarterback read options and the run game and extend plays and unscripted uh, runs, stuff like that, along with uh, a good offensive line, along with a strong running back, stuff like that, you're there to be in the top 12 at the end of the season and and play in the playoffs. Uh, I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great pull for Marcus Freeman. Um, and now all they they got to do is is get him into the system and get get him winning games. Yeah, and, and I, I you mentioned Audric Estime. I don't know whether or not he's declared for the NFL draft yet. Uh, I, I think if he ends up coming back, oh boy, that could end up being a, a a pretty potent rushing attack for Notre Dame. I think that makes for a very interesting group. So I do want to correct one thing I just said. So I said it was Duke's highest ever ranking. I think they got up to number fourteen. Uh, it was actually the highest ranking since 1994. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Still a very long time for a non-football school that you led to uh, a bowl win last year. Um, and, and then, of course, you you led them to a, a really strong season before the injury this year. Um, but his his rushing totals, he's run for more than 1,000 yards just in the last year and a half and change and thrown for over 4,000. So the talent is there. I think it makes for a very intriguing move for Riley Leonard up to Notre Dame. Moving on, uh, the the state of Miami, or the state of Miami. I like to call them the state of Miami uh, because they like to consider their little bubble down there as its own little world. Cam Ward and Will Howard, the number three and four player in the transfer portal at the quarterback position, both are on visits there uh, over the course of this week. Cam Ward, of course, is now moving up to Florida State as we move through the week. Uh, all these players are making the moves. They're do- doing a lot of different things down there and, and checking out as many options as they can. Uh, we talked about this last week when we when we last uh, spoke here. There are a lot of programs, a lot of top programs that are looking for quarterbacks. And there are a lot of blue blood type of quarterbacks that are actually out there for the taking. So we're going to see 
very interesting decisions and moves over the next couple of days. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Cam Ward and Will Howard down at Miami. I think Miami could be a very big player when it comes to all of this. I actually would say Miami is the biggest player when it comes to a team that's looking for a quarterback that's in desperate need of a quarterback. Miami makes the most sense to me, at least of all of the big dogs. I know you're going to say Ohio State. I, <laughs> I don't know if Ohio State's. I don't know if Ohio State's going to take a quarterback. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. I'm not as certain as you are. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if there are questions about who's taking quarterbacks, I understand that. Um, if I'm Cam Ward, I don't think I'm going to Miami, if we're being honest. And maybe NIL money can speak a little bit differently. I know they've got mm -hmm. some incredible boosters down there. Uh, but I don't think you step in. I don't think Miami's a quarterback away from competing for a title. And, and I know he's visiting the other school uh, a little bit northwest of Miami as well in Florida State. Look, Florida State's going to be out Jordan Travis, but how good is that program uh, next year potentially? Obviously, Johnny Wilson's already going mm -hmm. pro. Keon Coleman expected as well. Um, you know, how much talent will they have to replace? Because is it a situation where they're just a quarterback away? Um, I still think he's a great fit at Ohio State. I think he enters the Heisman discussion at Ohio State. I don't know if I would say that about Miami uh, or Florida State, but I do think he can, um, you know, maybe not lead them to a national championship, but mm -hmm kind of really get these programs back on track, especially Miami, who has fallen off, had some quarterbacks that they, I mean, look, we're, we're not here to make a you is back joke, but you know, that's, what's going to be said. If that's where he ultimately ends up is we're back. I mean, so, uh, you know, you go prove it on the field, but hey, I'm trying to think there, there are, in my opinion, more, I almost said franchise and now we're getting into the pro terms. I think there are more programs that need quarterbacks than there are good quarterbacks that I trust out there right now. And and I I find it very interesting to see who's going to move quickly on different types of quarterbacks because you've got the Cam Wards, the Will Howards who are ready to play right now. You've got the Dante Moores who maybe um, are a little bit more of a project with incredible upside. It's interesting to see how this is going to play out, but – I think you've got, you know, Graham Mertz says he's coming back to Florida. So they're they're not looking for a quarterback out of the portal. They've also got a top recruit. But you're you're talking about Florida State, in my opinion, and Miami, as you mentioned, both looking for transfer quarterbacks. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays itself out. I think I saw DJ, you may have been down at Florida State as he well. Was. So he was. Um, look, they're you don't have these guys in just to to mislead stuff. They're they're looking for one. And as you mentioned, Miami is too. If you were, uh, it, it, I, I guess we can't say that all things are even because Miami probably is going to get you more NIL money just based on my knowledge of collectives and boosters. But if you were uh, a top quarterback picking between Florida State and Miami, how, how would you grade those two positions, Garrett? Uh, I think it's very interesting. Of course, Florida State, you're, you're reigning ACC champions and, and Mike Norvell has made a very made it very clear that if you are talented and, and he fit his offense, he's going to go out and find you. Um, I don't know necessarily if, if Florida state's a more attractive option than Miami. I tend to disagree with you a little bit. I don't think that they're a quarterback away necessarily, but I think if you just have more consistent quarterback, you're talking about Miami season. Yes. Miami. For Miami. Okay. If you just have consistent quarterback play over the course of the season this year, we're talking about them completely differently. But I mean, we're talking about this team, having won consistently at a high level this year. And I firmly believe that. I mean, you, 
you have consistent quarterback play and maybe you're a fumble away from losing to Georgia Tech and then yeah you have some consistent quarterback play and you beat North Carolina and then you have consistent quarterback play I mean they had a lot of instances where, where they had chances to win football games that they lost because of interceptions or, or key miss, misses from a quarterback so I don't necessarily think they're a quarterback away from a championship but as far as getting that program back to where it should be on an annual basis I think you are a consistent quarterback away from that. I don't know if Cam Ward or Will Howard or, or DJU or, or any of those other guys are necessarily that dude. That's the question that I can't necessarily answer for you. Will Howard, I mean, we saw what he was able to do at Kansas State, but that's also Kansas State. Like, res- all due respect to Kansas State. But he, I mean, his you're his entering a completely talent, different sphere. Uh, you're entering a different level. He's more end. about like a, he's a a winner. He's a gamer. He'll, he'll, but like his high end talent is not where, but that's not what they need. I don't think they need a high end dude. I think they need kind of what we talked about with Tyler Van Dyke at, at Wisconsin. We, they just need some level of consistency. They need something where you know what you're going to get. And Tyler Van Dyke expectations were way up here. And I think that was why he needed the new start. They need to be like about here. And I think if you get a Will Howard, that's about where they're going to be. And that's going to be something where they're, they're going to snooze at. They're probably going to boo it on the on the message chat boards or whatever. Screw those guys, first and foremost. But second off, maybe that's what they need. Maybe, that's, maybe that they don't need some guy who's going to come in here and throw for 40 touchdowns and like 5,000 yards or something insane. Like They need somebody who's going to come in here and give you 3,500 good yards, uh, not throw interceptions, complete the passes he needs to do, and then maybe get you – I don't know, 30 touch, 20, 20 touchdowns. Like maybe, and then just run the ball effectively. It's not sexy. It's not sexy, but they don't need something sexy, but it's Miami. And that's, that's what they want. Um, that's just kind of the way that they are. But of course they're bringing in quarterbacks. I think Miami is going to be a very interesting player to answer your question. I'd say Florida state, just because I think the brand's better. I think the fan base is better. I think the, the head coaching situation, I think I'd rather go play for Mike Norvell uh, just in general, but Moving on, I do want to talk about one coach who I think a lot of people really want to play for. He was the biggest thing in of the 2023 season. Like if you have your Time Magazine, Taylor Swift won Time Magazine Person of the Year. If we had a Person of the Year for Time Magazine for college football, it's Deion Sanders, period. I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Uh, he was the biggest news, whether you loved him or you hated him, you, you, you talked about him, you know. But the biggest thing that a lot of people talked about is the fact that they could not protect the quarterback. Shadur Sanders was hit more than any other quarterback in college football. They have now added, let me see, one, two, three, four, five different players over the last week and a half by way of the transfer portal. Five offensive linemen. On top of that, Jordan Seaton, the one of the, the number two overall offensive tackle from the great state, well, from the entire 2024 class, by the way. He just committed to, to Colorado. I think that was a huge get. Huge get. Got him out of the state of Florida. I think that they are finally doing the things that they need to do, building up the trenches. I think they learned the hard way last year that if you cannot protect the quarterback, you're not going to win a lot of football games. And Shadur Sanders got beat up a lot, and he wasn't able to go be Shadur Sanders. And I think he's doing the things that he needs to do right now. Not sexy, but the important stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He he's taken look, he took great advantage of the portal in year one to do what they did, which is essentially just get a little bit of talent so we can compete. Yeah. Um, and then in year two, he's doing like he did in year one, what he needed to do, which is okay, 
we thought we were here. We have some talent. We're ready to compete. What are we lacking? Um, what are we severely lacking? And and that is keeping our best player upright. Um, uh, with all respect to Travis Hunter, and I'm not going to argue who the best player on Colorado is, but I, I think you know what I'm what I'm suggesting here. Sure. Um, the Shador Sanders is an outstanding talent. Uh, that I was unaware of until I saw him uh, at the higher level. Um, not the. I mean, he he is shockingly good um to the point where he is looking at first round nfl stock and to do that one he's got to get through a season healthy uh but he's also got to be given the opportunity to succeed and, and that's what Dion is trying to do and i think he's doing <clears throat> done a great job of it I, I would like to see a little bit more help on the other side of the ball as well uh, because yeah. the defensive line got mauled and manhandled as well uh in conference uh, they were very easy to run against uh, they did not get much pressure. Um, so, hey, look, you, you, you can't address everything in one offseason. I, I think this is a good step. If you can get that offense to be competitive with Dion's knowledge of how to game plan on defense and some of the talent he's got there, including Travis Hunter and his son Shiloh, um, I, I think you mm -hmm. can put together a competent program, especially uh, in the conference that you're headed towards with a, a little bit lower level of, um, you know, competitiveness with some of the programs that have moved into the big 12 recently. Uh, I look, we, we talked about at the start of this year, uh, what was realistic. I, I think a bowl game though for Dion is realistic as they enter the pack. Uh, excuse me, the big 12. I, I think you're exactly right. It is very interesting for them. I think it's going to be very important for them as we move forward.